0: We finished up chapter two last week. And so we're getting on into chapter three. But before we do so, is there any other thoughts or comments all the way up till the beginning of chapter three so far? Just always want to throw that out there just in case uh, someone was thinking something over the week, or, or what have you about the, um, the class the week before the, the Sunday before? Just want to always bring that up and give you all an opportunity to present something or think of something that you might have come over and study or what have you over the last week. Mike, you have something? something he could have, and I don't know if this is the right answer, but it could possibly be because uh, just trying to show the symbolism there as far as how that uh, when you're married you become one flesh, you know, that you're together, joined together, uh, that woman was taken out of man, that it is truly a part of man. Um, you know, why he chose to do that, you know, it's hard to say in, in his wisdom, uh, but at the same time, he could have just created man in general and not told us that he used dust of the earth, the dirt of the earth to create man, so I mean, it's, you know, I guess along the same question is, you could ask, well, why did he use the dirt of the earth to create man? Um, don't really know. 100%. Anybody else have any comments or thoughts on that aspect? Well, um, and to go along with those types of questions, we can also ask the question, well, how much time passed in between Genesis chapter 2 and Genesis chapter 3? You know, it's one of those things we're not 100% sure on. At least, I don't know, unless somebody else has some insight or was there at the beginning. or what Okay. <laughs> I wasn't insinuating you, Karen. I, I wouldn't do that to you. But here at the, cha- at the beginning of chapter 3, though, we find a complete, uh, uh, something different in a sense. Because here in the first two chapters of Genesis, <coughs> we find you know, the creation events of of the earth and of everything in the earth, including man, man. Um, in chapter 2, like we talked about last week, we got on into the more in-depth uh, creation as far as how he had created man and how he had created woman to be with man, and uh, went a little more in-depth on that aspect, and in all of this, we find that everything was good, everything was perfect, because like we had made mention of, the chapter 2 is uh, a more zoomed-in Version, I guess you can say, of uh, day six there with uh, the creation of man. And at the end of chapter one, we find how that God said that everything was very good, so everything was perfect. But here, in the beginning of chapter three, we find. Uh, obviously, we all know that this is where sin <coughs> had uh, had entered. Into the world with the the uh, temptation here, but we find the serpent coming to coming to Eve in the garden and uh, and making mention well, first of all, I wanted to back up a little bit. It, the thought here as far as uh, in Genesis and, and I like to try to continue to remember this I, i've to be honest, other times I've gone through Genesis, I haven't really thought about it too much, but um, to continue to remember that this is Moses writing this uh, during the the Israelite wanderings, the 40-year wanderings, and so this is the time period that Moses is writing this, and so I'm trying to keep that in mind as we continue to go through this. And one of the commentaries I was making mention of, or not making, I was going through as far as uh preparing for this class it talks about the serpent and it talks about how that you know, it's it's not specifically mentioned on how that this is satan in general but it is referenced to later on in the chapters and later on in in the bible as well but here we have the introduction to uh satan uh who is called the serpent and during this time period, as far as the Israelite time period, when Moses was writing this, this, this particular person writing this commentary had made mention that they might not have been uh, familiar with the term Satan, uh, but they knew that this would have been someone who was at odds with God, uh, who was not part of God, but someone who was at war with God. So I thought that was a little bit of interesting uh, thought there, but... As we go on through this, though, I wanted us to pay particularly attention, close attention to how Satan presents these things to Eve and how that uh, she reacts to them because this is the same ways that Satan still works today as far as how he tempts us. So that being said, we have, um, we have Satan, the serpent, uh, where it says that he was, uh, he was a skilled. They were skilled in in deceit. Uh, where it says cunning or crafty, depending on your version. Uh, basically, that he was real skilled in being able to to deceive uh, people. It says that he had come to the woman and raised, and he ultimately raised a question uh, about what God had said in Genesis chapter two and verse seventeen. And just in case you were wondering, Genesis chapter 2 and verse 17 it says, this is God speaking to Noah, or to to, Noah, to Adam, <coughs> saying, But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. So keeping that in mind, this is the, the basically the question that Satan brings forth to Eve uh, about this. And just kind of going out there and asking, hey, did, did God really say this? Is this what re- God really said? You know, almost as in like, you know, I can't, I can't hardly believe that he would have done this. He would have given you a tree in this, in this garden that you couldn't eat of. And it's basically the way that um, Satan comes out and, and asks the question. And so in chapter 2, by the way, I, I hope I don't bore y'all to death. If y'all have any questions or comments, please you know, stop me and, and we'll uh, uh, make mention of that. But in verse 2 here, uh, we have Eve coming back, how, her reply here, saying that we may eat of uh, the fruit of, of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said you shall not eat of it or you shall not touch it, touch it, lest you die. Now, once again, this is something else that I thought was kind of interesting that I never really thought about too much. Yeah, I've always read that. Yeah, sounds right. But you know, in chapter 2 and verse 17, we don't hear, read of anything where God says, well, you can't even touch it. You know, so it's almost like Eve is adding to the command that God had said not to eat of it. He's, but she's saying, you shall not touch of it as, as well. Tony, I saw your hand real quick. <laughs> I, 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 laugh, I, I, doesn't, I don't laugh at your, your question there, your second question. I just laughed because I saw Jeff in the background going, <laughs> like, I, that's something that I had. <laughs> um, well, to let, let's start with your first question as far as uh, the the thought of, you shall surely die, you know how would they know what death really is, like you had made mention we're not really told a hundred percent one of the commentaries that I did read about or read in as far as that goes, had made the reference to how that they and once again, this is their thoughts you know, how that they felt like that some form of death may have been already occurred, whether it had been in other animals or something to that effect, so that they would have something to equate to as far as what death really is because like you said, otherwise, I mean, well, you should surely die. Well, what is death? You know, I don't, I don't understand that. What is that? You know, so and it brought up some good thoughts there. And like I said, we don't really know how much time had, you know, gone by between Genesis chapter two and Genesis chapter three. So it very well could be that you know an animal might have passed away or something to that effect, and they had noticed that and saw, well, this is death. You, know. um, I. I let me let me see what Miss Chris has to say here. Well, well in case you didn't hear, Miss Chris had just made the mention that uh, some people, in reference to your second question there, as far as talking to animals, some people even talk to animals today. Uh, but as Jim had uh, uh, made mention to us, says, "Well, did the, the, the dog talk back?" You know, and because she was saying that the, uh, the, the they were talking to their dog and. It, or, she had answered the phone, and whoever it was on the other end of the phone was talking to their dog. She had to break up the conversation there in order to talk with whoever it was that was calling her. Uh, Jim, do you have something? Yep. And, and to go along with that thought, um, later on in chapter 3, we find that God puts a, a guards at the entrance to the Garden of Eden because he didn't want them to take hold of the tree of life still and continue to, to have life everlasting. Karen, I saw your hand, but Susan had her hand. Oh, no, all right, Susan's already re- retracted. Go ahead, Karen. I, was just that I agree with you. Right, and and that could be the case as well, but we don't really know exactly to what extent they had knowledge of. We do know that it wasn't until after they ate of the fruit that they had knowledge that they were naked. Um, and so, I mean, to, to what extent of knowledge they had, I'm not sure. And I mean, that very well could have been as well that they had uh, that God had put that knowledge of death into their minds from the beginning. Absolutely, and and I agree with that a hundred percent. That it was definitely Satan talking through uh, the serpent. Now, whether or not that was a one-time event or that was commonplace, you know, we don't read of her falling back and say, "Who? Who said that?" You know, I I don't know. Um, you know, and and that's a very good thought. There is it. You know it was definitely Satan talking through the serpent, so it was even if they weren't able to talk to the animals at this time, we know that Satan could have caused that to have or did cause that to happen you know, obviously or so we wouldn't have that count. I saw something, another hand Eric absolutely, and, you know it's funny you make mention of that because I was reading that this morning actually, as far as how that he could hide himself as the angel of light um, among others and Yes, Satan can do uh, uh, many different things, and not to try to throw out different aspects here, but then the question can be asked, well, where does Satan come from? Um, And honestly, I was thinking that was going to be a question that was going to come out, and it might have eventually, I don't know. But to go go ahead and entertain this idea as well, (coughs) we know that, that God created everything. And we know that everything was good when God created it, because God wouldn't have created anything evil. Um, but from, and once again, we don't really have a whole lot of information here, but from what I understand of it is that Satan was an angel of God who had fallen, and God had uh, had sent him down into, uh, I forget the, the wordings there, uh, there's few different passages. Um, I know Isaiah, I think it's chapter 14 maybe, I think has made reference to something down that road. I can't remember 100%, but I know uh, uh, I think it's Second Peter uh, somewhere makes reference to how that he had cast, how that God had cast angels down out of heaven, uh, or fallen angels out of heaven into uh, chains of darkness. Uh, Jude Uh, verse 6 I think makes reference to that as well Um, I had those two marked I I didn't have Isaiah marked so don't quote me on that one Uh, but it was something that I had read over somewhere in Isaiah there Um, any other thoughts or comments on that Mike right uh, now I I do and I I understand what you're getting at there I, I don't know to what extent that he was able to go before God you know I obviously God cannot dwell in the presence of sin and so if he had fallen you know, to 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 deceive eve here then i don't think that he would have been within the heavenly realm now how he would have gone before the the face of god in job's case i don't i don't know i don't know the answer to that one but jeff absolutely i, pre- I appreciate you bringing that up too as the aspect of angels being free-willed free, free creatures as well. Um, because if not, then they wouldn't have had that opportunity to be able to fall away unless God created them that way, and we know that that's not the case. So angels as well as us as humans had, uh, had the free-will ability to serve God or not to serve God. Uh, very good thoughts or comments, Janice? Okay. And, you know, to, to backbone or to, to piggyback to what uh uh Eric was referencing there, as far as being able to hide himself among the the uh, angels of light, maybe it was something to that effect that he'd went before God now, obviously God, knowing all would have known that, but all right, these, I mean this is pretty in depth here as as Eric had made mention to me before you're making my brain hurt already on <laughs> Sunday morning, but but, no, I mean, it's it, it's good, and, it's, and I I enjoy this kind of conversation as well, and I appreciate all the comments here. Anything else that anybody want to bring out? I, I don't know if I we discussed to the point that you just want to discuss on your two questions there, but all right, all right you good? We, we know the- Absolutely. In case you didn't hear that, Jim was making mention of the mm-hmm. aspect of how the, this time, the relationship in between men, And and animals was completely different at this time. And, you know, we don't really know the extent of that, but there was a difference in communication there uh, because we know that obviously there was no fear of uh, man to the animals. So, you know, when a lion walked up, Adam wasn't, you know, scaring off or anything. There was no fear there as well as man to the animal, you know, so... When he saw that white-tailed deer coming up, you know that white-tail didn't, you know, and they can they can move pretty quick. But uh, but anyhow, any any other thoughts or comments here on this before we get back to the fall? All right. Once again, I appreciate the comments there. Um. So we had the serpent coming in the form, or Satan coming in the form of of a serpent. To Eve, and asking, and raising the question on the on the command that God had given over in Genesis chapter two and verse seventeen, as far as whether or not you know they could eat of that particular tree, uh, and the in the response that Eve had given back to Satan, as far as how that uh, they were not to eat of it, but uh, what I was trying to get at at the time was that. It seemed to be. Now, I mean, it could be that there was a command there that we didn't, we didn't read of. But Eve had also added to this that they should not even touch it. Um, and once again, a commentary I was reading on that aspect, as far as her adding that we couldn't even touch it, they were trying. The person in the commentary was making reference to. How that it could have been that Eve was already setting up in her mind as far as an unreasonable, strict God is what the commentary had actually referenced to. Now, whether or not that's the case or not, you know, we don't know the, the thoughts of Eve or anything, but that was the kind of the, the thought that the commentary was trying to get out there. So as Satan came up before Eve, had questioned what God had had actually commanded you know, in the aspect of I can't believe that God would have actually said that, but you tell me, is is that really what God said? And so Eve confirmed it. Um and then Satan just had uh had had really just contradicted God's command altogether in the next uh next uh passage there saying that in verse 4, saying that then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. <coughs> and then also laying out the, uh, the desire, the temptation there as far as for her to actually want to take of the tree, saying that for God knows that the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God knowing good and evil. So here we have the temptation. Um, And as we continue to read on in verse 6, how that the woman saw uh, that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise. Uh, Just a, a side note that I had on this was the aspect that if, the temptation's not desirable to you, then it's really not a temptation. Um, because if you don't have the desire for that temptation, there's no desire for you to partake in the sin that's pre- being presented before you. Um, and I bring that up because some of us may have you know, have different temptations that are stronger for us than others, um, and just. You know, like I said, just side notes here as far as whether or not um, on how that Satan still tempts us today, you know, we need to be aware of the desires or the things that we uh, can be tempted most of so that we are careful that we're not easily led away uh, in keeping those things in check as far as our desires, as far as our things that can be tempted uh, an easy temptation for us, whatever that case may be, and to be staying away from those types of things. Uh, just a little side sermon there for you. <laughs> Any thoughts or comments up to this point, though? Hey, hey, All right, Tony, and then uh, the mic. So let me make sure I got this this um, thought correct. What you're what you're trying to I, I, I mean, I'm thinking that you're what you're asking here is. Is it because of them eating of this fruit that caused them, that caused later on generations to want to worship the sun? Or and I don't know if this is really answering the question that you're, you're putting out there. To me, uh, from what I'm understanding with that, is that Satan's basically giving them the temptation that they, Eve, be a god in a sense. You know that if you was to eat of this, then you would, in a sense, be equal to God. That you would be there like God. Um, it, it, I, Eric's been raising his hand over here, and I don't. He might have a better comment to this than I do. But, I don't want to and you know, there's a. I mean, man, you talk about making your head head think. It, he, I, I'll. It, he made reference to how that. Uh, not trying to to answer your question in a sense, but he was making reference to how that because Satan had the desire to be like God you know, And that was ultimately the temptation that he had as far as trying to be uh, equal to God here. He is tempting Eve with the same desire as far as to be like God as well. Um, to try to reword what Jim had made mention to as far as, um, What's going on here is the idea that any time that you um, worship any kind of an idol, in a sense, you're basically putting yourself as God because you're worshiping your desires, in a sense, as far as what you're wanting to do versus what God wants you to do. Is that pretty much what you was saying there? All right. Mike, and then Roger. Right, and with what Mike's saying here is that with the word "God" being plural as in gods, uh, as far as being like gods, or how how'd your version say it again? It wasn't like gods; it was being made gods. Is that be what as it God. be as gods uh, with a plural gods? Is the idea is if Adam and Eve both was to eat of this fruit, then there would be a plural sense as far as gods. In, in that aspect, and there is a thought process that I want to get into with that, as far as Adam and Eve both, but I 'm not going to get into that today. <laughs> right. I, I, hang on, Roger had something that's right. So the temptation was so much to where the wisdom was to be as wise as God, which we know is false, but that's the temptation that's being led out there. That, that's what you're trying to say. So, like the gods could be uh, the same aspect as far as uh, let us make God in His own, in our image. Absolutely, and what Karen was saying there is that the King James, from what she'd done a, a quick just look at different versions, and you know, obviously, I'm sure she didn't have time to hit every version, but for the for the most part, the main you know, uh, ones that we might consider as far as different versions, King James was the only one that referenced gods as in plural. Mike, thank you for your comments and attention.